What's up, folks? Thank you for tuning in to the Progression Project podcast. I am your host, Eric Antonson. Today's guest on the show is Zane Westwood. Give Zane a follow on Instagram at Zane underscore Westwood. He rides for GoFoil. Um, lifelong waterman. He's always been into alternative surf crafts, um, finless surfing, body surfing. Um, he found foiling a little less than a year ago, which blows my mind, given his level. Uh, when you check him out, I think you'll agree. And said he hadn't looked back. Uh, he's just addicted to foiling now. He rides with James Casey all the time. See that he's, you know, um, doing downwinders and winging with James. Um and kills it in the small wave game and the strap game. In our conversation, we touch on all of those subjects. Um, his path into foiling, what got him hooked, and then how he's exploring the sport and what he's learned along the way. He has some good insights into the learning curve um, from getting up, getting into straps, uh, starting on the wing. I think that you guys are gonna like this. I apologize, we had really terrible audio for this show so there's going to be some moments when zane cuts in and out and we had a really bad delay we tried a number of times to get it set up we decided to do the show anyways because we had been trying to hook up but um the audio isn't great on this one and be be forewarned of that um what's going on here just uh been testing a bunch of a bunch of new gear. I'm riding some Axis. Thank you guys. Hooked me up with some new foils, so I've been testing those. Um, I haven't been riding a lot of high aspect lately, and so they sent me a few high aspect wings to test, and so I'm feeling those. They feel really efficient. They feel really good. Uh, and then there's a surf wing that I've been waiting to get into the water that looks incredible. The new carbon mask that Axis has looks, looks insane. Um, and so there's a lot of options in the Axis market. If you're already on the Axis foils, they're they're evolving quickly. Uh, and a buddy of mine's actually tested a new prototype that I don't know if I can talk about, but uh, a, a foil for for bigger guys, for heavier riders that he's he's really stoked on. But I won't give any details because I don't know if that's actually public yet. Um, been going back and forth between the Kajira uh, 1210 980 and then the Game Changer 1260 a lot lately. It's really cool, you know, like as these foils continue to get better, it's really just a matter of how you want to ride. You know, what I'm doing, my goals when I'm on the Kajira versus my goals when I'm on the Game Changer are very different. The Kajira, the way it manages speed, the efficiency, the carving is so beautiful. But then you get on the on the Game Changer and it just serves so good in the pocket. And it's nice to not have to decide which of those I want because you know I have both options. But when you're looking at gear, it's like right now the question is, what do I want to do in my foiling? And then you should probably buy gear based on what your goals are because there's so much good stuff out there. And it's going to be an exciting month too. We've got the new lift stuff coming out. We've got the Viper from Unifoil. So frothing to feel all of this new stuff so hit me with questions comment comments feedback um I, i'm stoked that so many folks are listening and, and all the feedback i'm getting i appreciate it and if you have ideas for the show i thought it might be fun to do a clubhouse i, I don't have access to that yet but something some sort of forum where uh, i've been i've been getting so many requests to answer questions for folks that it might be cool to do that at an online forum somewhere like a clubhouse where we can hold like a virtual town hall and maybe I'll bring some people in on it and you know we can have 
um, like just a discussion. You guys can ask questions and just go through stuff. I think it'd be a lot of fun. So if, if you think that's interesting, let me know. Uh, it might be something I look into setting up and who you'd want to join me on that call. Uh, you know, maybe it's a Zane or a Kane or um, be a lot of good options there. Dave Kalama, maybe. Um, that'd be a lot of fun too. So anyways, hope you guys are doing well and getting in the water a whole lot and enjoy this conversation with Zane. Zane, thanks for coming on the show. How are you? Yeah, good. Cheese. Thanks for having me, Eric. Yeah, this is epic. I'm a fan of, uh, of watching your foiling. So this would be good to catch up, learn about your journey. Start us off with that, man. Start us off with uh, who you are. I don't know anything about you. Okay. Um, I'm Zane Westwood, um, age 26 from Northern Beaches, Australia. Um, and I started foiling about 11 months ago, February 2020. Um, and I've been frothing since, haven't really stopped at all. Um, <laughs> yeah, I've only just started getting back on a surfboard after 11 months. But um, yeah, it's been super exciting and just a full new realm of the ocean is great are you a lifelong surfer uh yeah yeah i've been surfing since i was a kid like five years old so um yeah i've always been kind of chasing different things in the ocean like uh body surfing finlessing and all that kind of stuff but uh yeah when foiling came along i was just hooked straight away what did it take for you to want to dive into foiling what happened? Um, well, it was about, when was it? It was the start or end of 2019 or the start of 2020. And um, me and my girlfriend were up north, up in Byron. And um, we were, we're sitting down, we we're having like uh, just like beers at Water Goes one afternoon. <clears throat> and I was just watching these dudes foiling. And I was just like, holy crap, I I can't believe I'm sitting right here. I got I gotta get one. And um yeah, just like I was like so infatuated by that and just watching him like go for four or five hundred meters and then pump back out and connect another one and then just go down the line again. And it was and I was just like, Yeah, I gotta get one, definitely. I can't believe I'm sitting here right now. And then I was just like on my mind for the rest of that trip and then I got back and a mate who lives at home Pete he's been foiling for three four years already and um I gave him a call and he's he said he had an actual setup to sell me for about six hundred dollars it's a good friend the old um yeah as a as a Kai oh what was it as a uh, Eva front wing and the, the Kai tail, a GoFold setup. And he had this board made up from a local shaper with the title box. And he yeah, sold it for me $600. And I was at his house straight away picking the gear up. <laughs> and um, yeah. And then just he showed us how to put it all together. It was like four, four screws. 
and then like it was in the afternoon and then the next day I was out there after work and um just full getting not even five meter rides that first session just getting bucked off every every time and um like halfway through that that first session I was thinking to myself I was like I don't even know if I'll be able to do this this is like the hardest thing I've ever done in the ocean um super humbling which is which is great yeah and then just kept on going through the week and then by the end of the week I was like riding waves and then just like slowly kind of figuring out how to get out but not connecting waves and then yeah and then another week passed and then I was like connecting waves and it was on from there I was just frothing just full foil brain the whole time at work just like I don't want to work I want to be foiling right now so (laughs) (laughs) just yeah so full tunnel vision was great (laughs) that's epic um let's talk about that beginning so i was just telling zane before we started recording the last couple of podcasts have gotten really technical on gear and i'd like to take a step away from that a little bit for this show and focus a lot more on experience but then also maybe a little bit on um the learning curve and big moments in the learning curve so maybe zane first off i'm blown away that you've only been foiling for 11 months like just watching your last GoFoil video or the Jeez, l- yeah, little thanks. one, just straight up ripping, really good style. Like, and I want to talk about that a little bit too, but yeah, um, I love it when kind of slow everything down, everything's not rushed and turns on point in the pocket. Um, but let's talk a little bit about uh, like the learning curve and the big moments um, in that first few weeks for you. What were some of the big ahas that that helped you progress so fast? I mean, pumping, connecting waves within a few weeks is pretty unreal, man. I don't, I don't know how many folks can claim that. I cannot Thanks, claim that. Yeah. Um, probably it would be uh, like obviously figuring figuring the the altitude of the foil, and then once I kind of had that like locked in, I was more focusing going off the back of the wave and then using the back of the waves energy to get that glide and then use that pump the pump speed to get out and then and then once i figured like my first connection that's that was probably the biggest um the biggest moment at the time for sure and i was i was hooked from like like a surfboard you only can catch a wave and you got to paddle however far 50 meters but before you can just pump and then connect and that was uh, that blew my mind and uh why i loved it so much i could just kind of get five three waves in like a minute and that that was just like crazy and then once i kind of felt figured that out i that's when like the the curve the learning curve was super fast i feel like once you figure the the connection of the waves mm-hmm. and you're because you're like when you say if you're on the wave for 10 seconds and then you can pump back out you're up for like a minute so that's when it really takes off i find that's when you really improve your skills and um that's when you start to get a lot more experience feeling the foil and yeah how it all works yeah T- talk about popping up we're going to get into continuing with your story but let's talk about popping up a little bit is there any is there any specific technique that you have in the pop-up it's i'm foiling with a bunch of guys here in jacksonville that are all different stages but a lot of them just getting onto prone foiling and so it's made me go back and kind of break down 
how I am approaching the pop-up. And I, I learned some things that, that I didn't know that yep. I did, but is there anything specific that you're doing or, or anything that you think about when you're popping up or tips you have? Um, yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, probably leaning forward when you, when you're first paddling, getting up, leaning forward and just like keeping that pressure down on your front foot going down the wave. And then when it kind of bottoms out, and you kind of center yourself, but definitely like, yeah, all, all kind of from like surfing. So backfooted. So you're on a foiling, it's the opposite. Yeah. So you just uh, like really emphasize leaning on your front foot. Hey, um, and then, yeah, I think that's, that's the main kind of tip. And then I guess when there's bigger waves, what I've been kind of doing is not getting up straight away at the, at the peak of the the wave just kind of hands and one foot on the the tail and then leaning like using that momentum and then as i come down the the curl of the wave and then getting up and then it gives you a lot more momentum out of the wave yeah like uh, yeah <clears throat> i i um i have two thoughts there one is that i just realized my buddy greg who was out he's learning right now to prone foil shout out greg he's teaching me how to wing a great kiter he's teaching me how to wing i'm teaching him how to prone and i realized that when i pop up yeah i mean he's a legend as far as like understanding wind in our area and i keep going out there man and just basically sitting in an ocean thinking there's enough wave a wind and there's not (laughs) so i've just been getting an exercise and carrying my gear back and forth to the beach for the last week basically um but uh, I, I realized that when I'm when I'm paddling in before I pop up, my first motion is basically scooting myself forward a few inches on the deck of the board to recenter because I ride pretty small boards, and so it yeah. allows my front foot to land. If if I pop up from where I'm normally laying, my foot lands a few inches back farther than it should. It's really hard for me to get the mobility, the hip flexibility to get my front foot all the way up to where it needs to land. So I think I started at some point realizing that subconsciously and started sliding up on the board before I pop up. That has a added benefit of like keeping the board in the water. And then in regards to big waves, something, maybe you can talk about this a little bit too, Zane, is that I have started doing like supremely angled. Now, these are not pitching waves. I don't, you couldn't get away with this in like a wave that's pitching, but in bigger, slopier surf, I've started really angling my takeoff right at the peak of the wave. So I'm taking off at like a 45 or more to where I'm popping up and I'm highlining right on the pop up. So I'm never actually getting all the speed from going to the trough. So I'm just popping up right on the lip of the wave. Right, okay. And then then I'll engage that wave or I'm up straight away. Yeah. Or sometimes I'll just kick out and just start pumping out the back. Um, and that seems to be a pretty good hack that I developed in, uh, some of our big, like really out of control kind of, you know, 20 mile an hour onshore stuff that I surf a lot. Um, yeah. Okay. Cool. So you're, so you're kind of going off the side and going down the back and then getting up off the back of the way. Well, you're kind of like riding the lip line right at the beginning and then you can decide to either drop in oh, okay, yeah. or kick yeah. out right away once yeah. you're up. Or you, go off the side. Yeah. yeah okay. Yeah. Because yeah, a lot of the that's what I, I definitely do that when it's bigger as well, for sure. Yeah. Um, um, yeah, just so you don't, get, you don't get blasted or fully just lit up yeah. <laughs> at the bottom of the wave and then it catches up to you and then you get smoked. Yeah. I but, hate uh, that. 
Yeah, it helps. Yeah, definitely. That's what I've actually noticed that when, say, if I got like a bigger wing on, mm-hmm. um, you go off the back and then it's still gliding and then you can kind of get up off the back and then pump out to the one behind. Right. And then you kind of just away. Yeah. I'll do that a lot in like close out situations too, where I'm just trying to get out the back to kind of start pumping around like in our shore runners. Cause sometimes if you like yeah. actually commit to a wave, then you get stuck in no man's land and there's always so much wave energy. It's hard to get back out yeah, to where yeah. you're just riding clean water. Back over it. Yeah. Yeah. Especially when you're on back through whitewash, it's just like full turbulence. Like it's crazy. It's so un- unpredictable. It kills so much of my pump too. I end up getting really tired if I'm having to pump through a lot of like turbulent whitewater, you know, weirdness. Yeah. Yeah. Um, right on. Well, that was a departure from your story, but keep going with your story. So a couple weeks in pumping around. Okay. Yeah. Um, so yes, yeah, pumping around and then, um, I, it was like, when was coming into August? Oh no, sorry. Um, yeah, it was the start of start of the year, and um, I was there's always like kind of big waves around. Always just looking straight past it and going to like the smallest spot and just trying to foil like the longest waves I could <clears throat> down the road. There's like a there's like a hell there's a zone of reef that works kind of in any swell direction, wind direction. So like a nor'easter, it'll be protected on the so- one side, so you can just go foil there. Or in a southerly, you can go to the other side, and so it's always got some wave for a foil. So I was just foiling there pretty much every day um, till dark, and um, <laughs> just trying to get as as confident as I can, and and um, yeah, just just full loving it. Just couldn't could always it's still still foil brain. People telling me like you got to surf. You got to keep your surfing. I'm like, oh. Were those surfers know. or were those like, uh, foilers telling foiling. you that? Uh, yeah, also, um, yeah. there was a few foilers. They were kind of older guys. Uh-huh. And um, yeah, he's like, I, he didn't surf for like two months and he completely lost it. And I was I was like, oh, surely it's not that bad. And um, and I just kept going, just kept going what I was doing, just frothing out. Um, yeah, just trying – I bought a, I think I bought the Kai, a small Kai wing. And that's when I kind of was trying to foil in bigger waves. But what I found was it just, it surfed really well, but I just couldn't pump back out. So um, I was always mainly on the, the Eva wing just because I loved doing the pumping and riding the wave and just laying turns. And what I found was, at the, obviously at the start when you do a turn how much speed you generate through the turn there's like no friction compared to surfing so that's what was like the most addicting part for sure just like leaning just leaning over and then just coming out with twice as much speed and then like going again and it felt like i i, I call it like snowboard vibes just <clears throat> like uh, fully on like a groomer in the morning yeah just like connecting those rails this feels so good and it was very very like the the feeling of the turns was really relatable to snowboarding for sure mm-hmm. like that glide and the momentum that front was all very very familiar yeah yeah I, I love groomers too i have this like powder board for snowboarding that also 
carves yeah. these really tight lines and yeah. uh, early morning groomers so good yeah i love yeah, it I, i'm the same i actually it's, relate it's a lot to the way that you surf <laughs> i feel like it's like yeah um i feel like you draw similar lines definitely maybe see definitely. things similar to the way that i do and one of my yeah. favorite things is getting to pump um a good bit out behind where you know the section's gonna break so you're just kind of in like a rolling maybe shoulder up a little bit wave and i can generally get off you know three or four just like leaned over turns just each one of them faster than the next and then and then you start surfing a wave but yeah god i love that yeah how, how do you equate yeah just before it breaks yeah uh yeah I, I, we've got a little delay here so anyone listening we're not being rude we're on probably i don't know saints in australia i'm in florida so a little bit of a delay but how, how do you equate the feeling you're someone i you know kind of stalking you on instagram there before we talked and you definitely surf some serious waves in your yeah. life how do you equate the feeling on say a two to three foot wave on foil the um, speed and the, the kind of the g-force in that turn how, how big of a surf wave do you need to get that same feeling that's something i'm always trying to wrap my head around is you know how it kind of equates um yeah I reckon something like four, probably four to six foot to yeah. get those, that, that same speed and feeling, I reckon. Yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, that's what, that's what kind of blew me away at the start was like, holy crap, I'm kind of I'm freaking out surfing these one, two foot waves. I'm like going, there's too much speed that I can handle. It was, yeah. yeah. Um, and then you kind of learn harness and, and then you just – you you want more you want more speed and it's never it's never enough the uh the yeah the momentum and all that you just yeah and the way you can carry but, um, speed from one turn to the next that's you know as I, the better i get the more i'm just blown away by i can ride a smaller foil i can just keep it on rail the whole time we need to think of something different different than on rail because it's not on rail yeah. but you can keep it banking yeah. the whole time and just going faster and faster and then yeah. Um, yeah, just unreal. Yeah. Always, like, I always kind of at the start, I was always trying to go, like, faster and faster on those turns. And then, like, the third turn, I just breach and get fully blasted out of the water and then just, <laughs> just be frothing. <laughs> um, you've switched to the NL stuff now, right? Uh, yeah, about... In when was it August ish? Yeah. So my understanding is the um, NL handle handles yeah, the a first breach. Session I had on it, I went towing. Sorry. Oh, I, our delay just got worse. Keep going with that story, that, and then I got a question for you. Yeah, cool. Uh, the first time the NLs uh, went towing with um, Dylan from GoFall Australia over at uh, Wave across like it's kind of across a bay or a, a river mouth opening and it's this like super long sand sand left that just like for a foil just is like it's crazy it's a full fun park like, it goes goes forever and um yeah first just met up with him and took his ski out and um i think i tried the 160 first yeah it was the 160 and uh, um because before that, previously I was riding the, the GL140 and um, that was a sick wing. Like 
turned really well, pumped really well, um, and then got on the an L160, and um, I was blown away how much faster and like just more slick it was. Just like through the water, like um, tip to tip, it would turn so well, and like it was just like the neck. Obviously, the next step up from that, and just um, it was crazy how much you could just like turn and glide through that, like to the through the turn, and then like connect the next one. It was like kind of seamless compared to the 140 for me. So yeah, the first like that session just blew me away with that, and um. And it obviously pumps a lot faster and um, way better. It was crazy. And then um, we had like a couple of hours mucking around on that one. And then we went in and um, got the, what was it, the 130. And that's like a smaller one. Um, and that was really good as well. For That was even better for turning. Obviously like less wingspan. So, but um yeah, those those wings, <clears throat> it was crazy. We were out for like six hours, and the only thing that sent us in was his the petrol was um, low on his. Yeah, we were forced to go in from this session. <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, it was classic. So, how much did the transition but, um, from like the one forty to the NL series open up your foiling because of the difference in how they handle breaching? You know, my, my buddy Mike rides the GoFoil stuff. And so his complaint about the 140 was that you get a tip out and it's kind of game yeah. over, elevator drop, pothole. And then the, the NL, it seems to be super like the, the Kajira yeah. or some of the lift stuff where it doesn't care at all or the signature yeah. like game changer. It doesn't care if you get a tip out. Yeah, it does. And it's, it's so much more user friendly because yeah, you can push it. It was crazy, actually. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. I feel like... Um, yeah, the 140, you could breach it. Like the, the if you, you'd have to like load up the wing to breach it. So you have to have like a bit of force and then mm-hmm. you only could get like, say, I don't know, 50 mil, two inches out of the water and you'd get away with that with the uh, GL140. Mm-hmm. But the 160, it's crazy. You can um, even just like kind of go on straight. You can just put it on rail and get that tip out and it just, doesn't affect it at all like one bit so it's it's so much more forgiving for when you but definitely definitely like um to ride the 160 i feel like it's a bit more of an advanced wing so if you were to get on it at, at the start it'd be a bit tricky to mm-hmm. like figure it all out because it's such a fast wing and yeah but um yeah just like i can kind of pump back out go to the wave and kind of just like breach it like kind of a third of the wing out and then just like it just like won't ventilate it'll just keep going it'll just ventilate a bit and then just like lose all that that ventilation and then you just keep going so it's it's so fun just playing around with um trying to breach it as much as you can um it it lets you open up ways for sure it really lets you open up, I find, and not have to worry so much about where your wingtip is when you're turning, especially when it's a little choppier. I hate how Definitely. when it when it gets and a little, it makes it feel more surfy for sure. You can kind of do more like little little hacks and yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, 
I look at it, we need to have a different name because there's the, the breaching in a turn. And then there's like the throwing the tail out. And the objective for me anyways is like when I throw the tail out, I don't I don't want the foil really to engage till my board hits and then I can bring it back up kind of at the bottom of the wave. And then that's different than being in a cutback and getting a tip out and having it not vent to where you can come around. There needs to be, we need to differentiate between, if someone has out, smart out there has a an idea of what we can call the two of those, but they're very different turns. When we talk about breaching, it's not like you're not just smashing the lip, throwing the tail out, because there you want to lose yeah. your lift. You want the wing to stall because it's easier to pop up on the bottom. But yeah. when you're in a turn, you don't want to get that vent and loss of lift because there's no way to recover when that happens. So. Yeah. Um, kind of kind of lost it there a bit. Oh no worries. So you 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 brought in some notes on stuff you wanted to talk about. Hit us with them. Yeah. Um, so I got a pretty good story of um, how Pete he sold me his setup. So before he sold me that setup, he had a bit of an accident on it. Um. And that's probably, I don't know, maybe that was why he sold the setup. He didn't want it <laughs> anymore because he may, may have been cursed for him. <laughs> but, um, yeah, he was, it's, it's pretty crazy. He was foiling and um, he came off the, the back of the wave and I think it must have chipped on him like, and um, he fell on the foil. And this is like the only foil injury I've heard firsthand why he he's like <clears throat> sold this photo meeting when he when he gave it to me he told me the story and, um, <laughs> after he took the anyway, money he fell off <laughs> yeah yeah exactly so <laughs> do it at your own risk kind of warning but um yeah he he came off the back of the wave and i think the foil tipped on him and um he hit it and it, uh, he like hit his face and he got like 50 stitches in his, <sighs> on his nose around down on his cheek oh god and um i think at the time where he was fo- yeah i think at the time where he was foiling was um like a good hour from the the hospital oh so he had to um yeah end a session and just like beeline it to the hospital and um ended up getting i think a bit of plastic surgery and now he's kind of like you wouldn't even tell now so they're super lucky that's heavy. Yeah. You know, um, my favorite foil yeah. right now, probably your favorite foil right now, they have wingtips. And um, I know, they're or, so deadly. It's so <laughs> scary. And I, I have sanded down the tips um, on mine just to make them less sharp. It just I'm, I'm terrified and you know like I was just talking to uh to Kane about it the other day and his estimate is that you know the tips add probably two percent efficiency and so I've sanded down like a quarter inch so I'm, I'm losing like what maybe a quarter percent or something like that but I'm almost like should I just lose the two percent right. for the safety of it because I hit my foil you know I've got I don't know three four cuts yeah. in my in my wetsuit right now from from landing on the foil and I'm seeing the injuries of uh all the folks um, lately cutting wetsuits, getting cut through wetsuits. 
I, I don't know. There's there's got to be a balance yeah. there between safety and performance, um, especially when you're hitting foam. For sure. You know, because because a lot of a lot of stuff can happen yeah, that, when you're. That's when it gets real risky. Yeah, definitely. Right. Have you had any close close encounters? So, so unpredictable. Um, the closest I haven't I haven't properly like touched wood. Um, like like fell on my foil like on the tip. Yeah. Uh, I haven't fell on the foil properly. The close, the probably the closest encounter. I actually have a video of it. Um, I went to do like a, a little air, and then landed and tried to re kind of position my back foot, and my back foot kind of lent and then tipped the foil, Uh-oh. and it just like full tip, like tipped on me. And I, in the video, it looks like it hits me in the face, but my shoulder just just gets it before and it oh. just kind of skims my shoulder and it and i was like it was so fine i, I came up sweet but it looked really bad and um yeah and i was only in like one foot wave so i was like whoa it kind of <laughs> made me realize like how quickly it can happen and so but um yeah that was a close encounter for sure and a bunch of other times that you come off and it kind of follows you and you get hit by the the mast but like in the in the back but yeah. that's really it eh? yeah, yeah. I, I had a sketch yeah. one um about yeah. a, a month ago where i was paddling in kind of like a i don't know three four foot day you know the head high and as i'm popping up kind of on a steeper one it's a steep section so i'm kind of looking down the line i'm trying to hold the foil down a little bit and as right as i start i'm starting to get an early lift coming on I can't hold it down because I'm starting to go kind of fast. And I go to pop up and my left hand just slipped off the deck. And so now the foil's got, what, 180 pounds of force going up. And as I'm falling over, like I kind of got away from the board so the board didn't hit me in the face. But then I'm going sideways to the board and I watch the foil, the wingtip, the whole thing go about two inches from my face just shooting out of the water. Oh, my Did, God. Nothing happened, but I had to sit and that's there. And the, the... Go ahead. And that's the is it the the Kuma with the those yeah like the turn up wing tits yeah I <laughs> I sat Crazy. there for like five minutes I was like <laughs> uh, that sucked <laughs> it scared me so now I yeah. uh, I, I yeah. wax I wax my rails every session <laughs> just like it's like, I had yeah, never put cool. wax on a foil board before cool. but now I'm just <laughs> waxing every day yeah just just to play it safe yeah. Could have been, could have been, could have been really bad. Head butted, yep. board, and then cut in the face. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> double whammy. Yeah, it's probably only knock on wood. It's probably only a matter of time till you get some stitches on foil. But um, for sure, yeah, yeah. I yeah. guess that's how you got to pay to play. Yeah, I always say, yeah. It's worth it. There's got to be a cost at being able to have that much fun and terrible Definitely. surf. Yeah, exactly. It's the most, it's so fun. You can't, you just look straight past it. What is the the fun of it, man? Initial kind of danger. What what makes foiling so incredibly fun from your perspective? Kind of break it down on, on, on the different levels of why it's so gosh darn addictive. Yeah. Um, definitely, definitely the different lines you can, you look at on a wave for for sure. It's more like at the start, it's more lateral kind of surfing and then just the, also the freedom you have like you can you can just fire you can just 
behind and just go, I want that one. Ride that and then just ride the, like, the best of that wave and then do that again. Just like the, the full kind of freedom you have and there's like no rules to it. It's just all you make it up as you go. Yeah. Um, and then, yeah, and just like obviously the feeling of like no friction and just um, the glide definitely on the wave is like amazing. Just feeling that for the first time was you're blown away. Um, and then you just like the, the thought, the snowballs in your mind, what, what the possibilities are. <laughs> Doing like you can, you can pump like, yeah, you can pump wherever. You just like, yeah. Um, I have yeah, started. Also, is like, especially, oh, yeah, you go. Oh, so I've started, I don't model foiling that much. I model foiling for technique, but I'm drawing inspiration right now in lines from a lot of kiteboarding, actually, because I find that in kiting, the ability to approach the wave, to get so much speed out in front and then come back and attack the wave is more similar to foiling because we have so much efficiency, we can get so much farther in front of the wave. So I've started like yeah. like watching a lot of kite surfing, you know, um, and I've been expl exploring um, different bottom turns, like how far out in front can I get, the angle that I can hit them. And then also like I posted a couple of videos, but I'm, I'm trying all these weird connection turns where I'm going like the opposite way I would normally go. Um, and it's it's crazy what you can get away with. The, the timing is the hard part because if you're starting your turn going the wrong way, you have to yeah. time it to where you're at the top at the right time. So sometimes I'll come off the back or I'll be too early. Yeah. But when you get it right, you're doing these like 270 connection turns and ah, it's so much fun. Doing like this kind of fadeaway. Like I'm goofy, so how I can relate that is like you say there's a, it's a left right, and you kind of pump into the whitewash and, and the section's kind of on your right and you can kind of like do a hook up over over to it. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, that's what, that's what's so good. It just gives you, between the waves, it gives you so much time, but when it gets to the wave, there's like not enough time. So it's like, that's where it gets critical. Like doing like one of those, like a fade into like a, a full top carve. Uh, uh, yeah, it's so fun doing that when you get the section. Yeah. I, um, I've started approaching, I realized that all of my best turns have been connection turns. And so I was kind of under trying to figure out why my best turns are always connection turns. And, and what I realized is that when I'm pumping back out, I know how fast I'm going and I can pump to a specific speed and then stop pumping. So I know exactly how fast I'm going to go into that turn. Yeah. And then I'm not going too fast because you know, speed is kind of your enemy when you're trying to draw some of those really tight turns in the pocket. And so I can kill my speed. And so now what I've been trying to yeah. do is to, to explore getting out in front of the wave far enough to where I'm approaching surfing a wave as like a series of connection turns instead of staying in the wave energy. Right, like top to bottom, a bit more top to bottom. Yeah. Yeah. And killing, killing a lot of speed, but then thinking about it, like almost like a connection turn. Um, so you're coming like basically like off the wave energy and then back into the wave energy again. It's kind of cool. Yeah. Um, yeah, you know he does that really well. I had a good session end of last year, James Casey. Yeah, he and I was we were watching, and I was what just like I was blown away, like the top to bottom, like how he how vertically attacks it, and it was really yeah, it, was, it just kind of um, made me see it a, a way different perspective. Yeah. Um, I 
I bet that's yeah. insane live. It's like, yeah. yeah, it's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> it's uh, we don't we don't we don't get out because we just down the road from each other. We don't get out enough um, doing sessions. But uh, yeah, it's always good um, going with yeah. He's yeah someone that's just really in tune and on point. Um, it's good to have someone that's near or a little above your level to uh, to push you. Oh, definitely. Yeah, it's the best. Yeah, it's uh yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, it's good just having all these kind of people around like James and then Tom Carroll, like just like a lot of uh inspiration just to keep. You know, keep getting better and yeah, yeah, froth, froth harder. <laughs> Tom's such a good dude. The froth is, oh yeah, he's it's great. <laughs> just um, what what yeah, else you got on your list? Froth level he has on not just surfing. Yeah. Um, going to talking about uh, boards, I guess, or yeah. Sh- it's going to boards. Strap foiling, yeah. It's going to boards. Okay. Um, so I'm writing um, a local shaper in Australia. His name's Amoff. Makes some real cool boards. In, um, yeah, riding his boards for about six months now. Yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, just, just kind of – Got a, I got another board from him just recently. So I was riding a, a 4.419 wide by <clears throat> 34 litres. And, um, yeah, we just went – I uh, refined it even more to a, a – what is it? 4.4 by 17.5 by 30 litres. Mm-hmm. So that um, the feeling of having a smaller board is just the um, responsiveness and, the yeah, the weight. I'm just kind of still trying to figure out how that the weighting and stuff. Like when I'm doing turns, it wants to like kind of it wants to, it's real. It's not like really like smooth. Mm-hmm. So I don't know if it's um, my foil placement or the board. I don't know. I'm trying to figure out. Um, but yeah, he's yeah this yeah this board is like so so narrow it's, it's so interesting how much um less drag it has through the air like the narrow you know kind of profile of it mm-hmm. yeah um but yeah definitely definitely your board i didn't realize at the start how much it makes a difference to everything it completely changes the feel of your um your foil and what you should be putting on like tail wings like since i've been riding this new amos i mean my tail wings have been smaller mm-hmm. than what i'm used to so yeah i usually usually ride like a 14 and a half inch tail and now i'm riding a 12 and a half yeah how much do you so, think uh, yeah that's due to the board and how much do you think that's due to you just getting better and evolving and and with the smaller tail are you shimming it more to make up for some of that lift or um, no shim so I'm with the with the smaller tail. I'm shimming it the same. Okay. Because the I for me I feel like the board's lighter. So, um, when the board's like heavier, um, obviously, because I don't I really like a lot of lift in my 
my foil because mm-hmm. when I when I have a lot of lift, so I can like lean against like when I'm turning it, lean against that that up that, that like like force coming up, and then get the get more momentum out of that turn. Um, so when with a smaller lighter board, I kind of uh, I'm not getting that at the moment with um, like the lift. There's right. like too much lift, so it's like just breaching. So I'm trying to find that happy medium where I can like lay it over enough and have that that um, that lift in the turn. And then, like, um, kind of have it more seamless. It's just kind of like smoothing out those that that it's it's like pitching, mm-hmm. or like kind of turns, and then it kind of wants to come up and then dive down a bit, and then go. so just yeah. So I feel like with a smaller tail, you can you can get away with it. It's a bit more forgiving, and definitely makes it looser. Yeah, like with um, hitting the foam for sure, because a big tail going hitting the the whitewash. It's kind of makes it way more unpredictable. Kind of wants to lift out and just like throw you off the wave. With a smaller tail, definitely you can hit it and then just like the board touches down and then it, you come out and then it lifts up again. So it's a bit more, um, yeah, forgiven for mm-hmm. sure. But yeah, but that, yeah, I don't know. I'm kind of for it's just me or, um, yeah, the the board definitely. I haven't been. That's like the first kind of really light board I've been riding. So it's just interesting how much uh, difference. Like I don't even know how much lighter it is. It could be like half a kilo, but it just it's crazy how much um, it changes all your your like technique and <clears throat> the lines you pull. Yeah, and light boards pump so good. Yeah, uh, definitely. Love that. Um, I feel like when it when there's a bit more chop in the water, a heavier board's better for mm-hmm. sure because it just like kind of smooths it all out. But definitely when it's smaller, a, a small, a, a, a lighter board, um, yeah, it's like second to none. It's so much nicer to ride. You can just throw it around more and be a lot more like responsive with it. Yeah, I'm riding but, um, yeah. Two, two boards right now mainly that I um, – sign shaped um and i did some experimental glassing on them and i I thought they would break right away uh they come in right around four and a half pounds so really light like two kilos and yeah okay it's been unreal i I put all the weight in the back of the board they're basically like comp light like surfboard glasses up front so there's no swing weight to them and they took a little bit of time to get used to but yeah, it's, it's so cool how, like when you hit the whitewash, like how quick the board will whip because there's no swing weight in it. Um, it took me a little bit of time, just like you said, though, to get used to the feeling in carves because you have, it's so much more nuanced, you know, like you're, you're, you don't have the inertia from the board to help you balance out the turn in the middle. So it's, it's pretty feathery with on your feet. And and one of the things that I decided is I like a little bit more shim to put a little bit more weight on the front foot kind of fakes you into feeling like you've got a heavier board under your feet a little bit. At least that's what I found maybe. Okay, cool. Um, good to know. And maybe um, the, the, the foil a little bit farther back. So you trade, you push that, the, the nose up a little bit, but you push, push the foil a little bit farther back. That, that, something I played with anyways. Okay. Yeah. Cause I, I, um, like my old board, I 
the pl- my mask placement was right up the front. Mm-hmm. Um, and now, now this one's like real neutral. So, and it's still got heaps of lift. So yeah, moving it back, even just like, like what is it? 10 mil or quarter of an inch. Um, could change it fully. I've, I really haven't played around with um, shimming the plate. I'm really interested to see how that goes, but I just don't know how to approach it with like either a credit card or make a wedge. You know, I um, think if a foil yeah, is just, like the mast is angled right, I don't think that you need to do it. Um, right, okay. I don't know. I mean, I've, I've played around with it on a, a few different setups now, and the only one that it's been a positive impact is the, the Takuma setup, and I think that's just because they blew the angle of attack of the mast for the, for yeah, the new right. foil. It's like such uh, for such a good foil, how do you mess that up? I don't know. Um <laughs> Maybe just throw maybe we'll just throw people off. <laughs> yeah, they don't want anyone ripping on their foot. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> we're gonna so do we're they, gonna do build... they make the wedges then, or do you have to make your own? So I made my own initially, and then when I just got the two ten from uh, Big Wins, thank you, Big Wins, uh, they sh- sent me the Takuma shim, um, which was pretty much the exact same amount that I was shimming. So that was pretty cool. Uh, but this one looks pretty. Mine did not look pretty. <laughs> worked um so hit me what yeah, else you got um, I, I love that you came in with a list man yeah anyone who's coming on the show take notes from yeah. zane make a list of good uh, stuff yeah, to talk just, about should i get a bit prepared <laughs> um yeah it's just up until about a few i mean strap falling for like say six months when i got this that first amos board i got insets and um just dove sh- straight into it, the strapping. It was a good, it was an interesting journey. Um, yeah, I got the, the first session I had, I was like, this is ridiculous. It's so hard. And maybe it was the type of straps I was using because I was like, it was like kind of, I got out of the surf and it was like, I had a bruised chest from how um, how hard they were. Mm-hmm. I was like, I don't know how people foil with, like it's so uncomfortable. But um. I just figured I bought some Armstrong straps and they're definitely like laying on the board. You can't even feel them. Um, they even know they're there most of the time. And um, yeah, the so once I got those, you just definitely at the start um, when I first strapped, I um, was trying to get my back foot in and I just felt it wasn't like a natural feeling for me. So I kind of figured out to use like when I get up, get my front foot in first and um, like the motion of going forward with your front foot kind of gives you more momentum kind of coming down the wave and it's just like less kind of um, it's more like natural feeling. And um, and when I'm kind of foiling around, I actually don't put my back foot in my back strap until I want to actually pop like an air on a section. So most of the wave – I'm actually uh, riding with my back foot either standing on the strap or um, in front of it. And, um, yeah, that kind of, I don't know, I feel like if my foot's a bit far back, I can't do, like, those long calves. It's more, it's really, um, it's like you can do those little snaps with your foot real back, real Mm -hmm. far back. But, yeah, when it's, yeah, when it's, like, I found when it's in the strap, it's just, like, kind of, uh, restricting does don't have as much freedom in my back with my back foot but um 
yeah, when I first ever popped a, a air, I went to like do it off the back and then just like freaked it and kicked the board away. I nearly like landed on my mast and then from then on I was like, you just got to commit to the uh, to the strap and like landing. And then once kind of got that out of my mind of um, just like landing on your foil, it was kind of just like experimenting with, uh, yeah, just hitting the lip and um, – yeah, it's so different to how you would like kind of do it on a surfboard. Hey, um, hitting it because with a surfboard you kind of want to when you do project out into the flats, but the foil you're kind of trying to stay on the top of it and landing on the top. So most like at the very start, I was always going off the back of the wave and wasn't like was missing the lip by like a foot or two. Um, but yeah, I I feel like. <clears throat> You definitely don't want a section that's like fully wedging up. You kind of, for me, I want like a section that's kind of crumbled already. I can hit that section into the whitewash and landing in the whitewash. It's just a lot more forgiving than landing on like a green face because there's been so many times I've landed on the green face and the the foil like pieces the water and loses lift and then instantly you gain lift and you just get blown away, blown off your foil. How do you find strapped riding versus unstrapped riding? If you had to pick one for the rest of your foil days, what would it be and, and why? What are the big differences and, and how it all feels to you? Um, yeah, probably it would be it'd be definitely strap strap foiling and just the uh, feeling of being connected to your board a lot more, especially with turns and um, – especially when leaning against the turn on like a bigger wave, it makes you more like um, comfortable and it's, yeah, it's just that force of like when you're going through, through like a, a like a, a, a real turn that's really fast and without the straps, you kind of got to nurse it a bit sometimes, but with the straps, you can kind of lean against it even more and just like, like keep that momentum. And uh, yeah, that's what uh, that's what's really nice about the straps is, it's just um, yeah, you you can oh, you can come through. Um, oh, has, I actually forgot the word. Has has strapped, <laughs> has strapped riding helped? Like in the last video that you dropped, like your backside hits um, are really good, right? Like smashing the phone backside getting release that's Jeez, like yeah, a, a weak point that i have getting better um i tend to talk all the time though on those I, I they scare me i know i need to do them because i'll get like the best turn i've ever done like in the pocket you know going right front side and then i have to finish in the foam and so it's like either you really limit your turn go out into the flats and it just looks terrible doesn't feel good or you have to hit the foam yeah. and so i'm taking it on i don't like it but um, g- give me some tips on that, how you're doing those turns. And then also, does strapped foiling, when you go back to unstrapped riding, or how much are you bringing back of like technique and feeling comfortable in the foam having, you know, hit it so much when you're, when you're strapped riding? I feel, I feel like without the straps hitting the, the foam, um, you've got to definitely commit more, like lean into, so when you're coming around, you got to lean more towards the beach, I feel, just so 
Um, so if you were like the foil was the tip, it kind of tips in the right direction and you can kind of come mm-hmm. out that way. Um, but when, when I was learning, cause I learned it doing with the straps, you kind of, um, you have that safety of like the boards attached to you. So, um, it gives you more confidence with the straps, just hitting it. And then if something was to go wrong, the strap kind of just holds, holds it all in place, like your board to you. So it's not as, um, I guess dangerous or risky. Right. Um, yeah. And then, so yeah, that was that, yeah, that was that video. I just would always come and look over my shoulder and wait kind of for the section to arise and then turn and then really as I'm coming towards it, I'm kind of already turning like my, I'm twisting my body. So that motion of twisting the body when I hit it, it's already the board's coming back the other direction to where I want to go out into the wave. So yeah, I feel like, um, it's kind of more on your hips, hey, and your your shoulders, the direction they're they're going, because like, it's kind of, kind of like feel like it's kind of like a snap on a surfboard. Like you look and then turn, and then when it happens, you, like just before it, you hit the section, you turn, you like do that movement of the snap, and then I feel like that um, releases the foil back. It releases like the yeah the foil back back in the direction that you want to go, and it, yeah. Um, you know, one thing I'm, I'm thinking about this right now and in breaking down a lot of these front side, like foam hits, I've found that the more vertical I am, the less like down the line speed I have, the easier it is. And when I was thinking about your turn, you're getting, you're projecting way out into the flats. You're getting real vertical backside. I think that's where I'm lacking. I think I need to approach it more vertically maybe even like a frontside cutback go yeah. down to the flats a little bit more like maybe not such a tight turn in the pocket yeah. to where i'm that i'm coming up vertical into the foam because i'm tending to come back with like a lot of speed into that section and then that's where things get all yeah i feel me. like i feel like i'm kind of getting rid of that speed and then hitting it yep like uh at a kind of a, a medium pace towards the uh, in relation to the wave so when i hit it i bounce back off it and then it pushes me out and I gain yep. that speed again. Yep. Yeah. Cause I feel like if you, for me, I feel like if you hit it too hard, you just like, you either end up on the back of the wave or you just end up like getting obliterated. <laughs> it's, it's funny that I've had that insight. I changed the way that I hit things front side. It works. And I never thought about changing my line backside. Yeah. That's so weird how that happens. Yeah. I haven't, um, Doing the front side hits, I find it way scarier. Do you? <laughs> I don't know, I think because like, yeah, I don't know. When you're looking at the wave, I don't know, you feel like, I feel like I can't lean towards the beach as, more, as, more, uh-huh. as much, sorry. So like, I guess when you're, say you're coming around and you hit it backside, you kind of, you have that natural like um, weight, like leaning back. Right. Uh, towards yeah to the beach but yeah when i'm hitting it like on a left and the section's coming towards me i kind of can't lean as much so i feel like i'm gonna like the board's gonna tip more i'm gonna like kind of hit the foil so that's what i'm kind of just scared of for a bit more yeah um so when i when i do them front side i was you know and talking to ben um fernie 
uh, on the last podcast, which, you know, the air chair guy learned so much crazy, crazy good show. I thought, um, I realized that I'm kind of doing almost like an Ollie into or an air into the section. So like, if you look at like the way I'm going to hit it front side, I'm kind of out in the flats and then I'm really low on foil. And then I start to like Ollie up to get that. Like if it was at the top of the wave, it would be out a foot or two. But since I'm doing it at the bottom, I'm like throwing yeah. the foil into the white water. Oh, like I'm okay, already yeah. releasing. That's what I feel like with uh, on the way up. I feel like when I'm doing an air, yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, when, it, it feels yeah, same it feels like for that. Like, yeah, yeah, definitely. That's like with the straps and doing an air like that, you're kind of whipping your tail around. Yep. A bit more. Yeah. Kind of going up, and there's like that release point, and you can like whip it. Yep. And then go like kind of up and down for sure. But I feel like if I'm not doing an air, I find it so much more kind of sketchier to hit the whitewash because I'm in, I'm in it instead of above it. Right. I, yeah. I, I find that there are foils that are much easier than other foils. So you want something for me, something that slides really easily through. Yeah. You can lose the tail really quickly. Um, yeah. So like, uh, like the Takuma Kajir does not like to lose the tail. It, you have to push really hard. And then the harder you push, if you push too hard, it goes away one way. And if you don't push hard enough, then it gets stuck. And then you taco on it. Right. Where something like the yeah. HS 1250, which just blows away right away. It's really easy. Yeah. I mean, easy is relative. I don't, you know, I don't pull all of them or anything, but, um, it's much easier to do it, to feel like you're in control of the whole process. Yeah. The game changer is probably the best I've felt on that or the stealth. Okay. Yeah. That's what I find with the GL 140 was a hard, it was harder to like, um, kind of know what it was doing. It's doing in the whitewash, but the, the NL 160, I usually surf on it the most. So the 190, mm-hmm. it's more predictable because you can breach those tips or you can, the tail, you can get it out and it's more like, it's just, I don't know. It must, um, just engage quicker or like easier. Right. So, yeah, yeah, just like it's more, it doesn't like when it engages, it doesn't want to lift instantly. So it's more like of a gradual lift. Um, and that makes it definitely a lot easier to come out of the whitewash. Yeah. Um, that whole being able to stall and get the foil back in the water is uh, is really good. It's tricky. Yeah. Yeah. I find it, uh, I'm always, I don't know if I'll ever figure it out completely. <laughs> I don't know if you can. I think there just might be too yeah. much random turbulence yeah, when definitely. you're hitting whitewater to uh, to be able to do. I mean, I'm super impressed with like Adam Bennett's. And I don't see his, you know, his uh, throwaway clips though. I don't know how many times he's really yeah. pulling it, but from what he posts, it looks like he lands all of them fully. He he, he um, I, I was up there recently, had some really good sessions with him, and it was good to uh, just um, ride sound so good and just the way they approach waves and um yeah we had some crazy sessions out what he goes just hitting the whitewash and calves we're just it was crazy we're doing full doing full party waves every single wave for like a kilometer and a half and then walking around frothing out doing it again yeah he's they got they got some great great setups up there for the foil could have it could have even been him when i first Saw someone out that wave. What he goes? It could have even been him foiling. Gave me the inspiration to get one. I'll make anybody want to foil. 
Yeah, seriously. <laughs> um, who, do you, who do you draw inspiration from and, and what are you modeling off of different people? And how much, I guess the, the first question there is, do you do that? I mean, how much time do you spend looking at other people foil, drawing inspiration or technique or style? I guess um, a lot of, I, I guess a lot of people from Hawaii, I do kind of just, because I guess it's so big over there, there's so much more um, like people pushing each other and progression. It's like really fast, the progression over there. Um, yeah, just kind of anyone that's ripping hay, just like the way or approaching a wave differently to what I've, what I've seen is taken off that. Just like the different lines. Um, yeah, it's kind of like anyone and everyone just taking little bits and pieces from them kind of just like thinking about it in the, in the, in the surf and then just approaching it like that. And, um, yeah, definitely like definitely James from like when he's like doing those real top to bottom foiling, that's really been stuck in my mind the last few weeks, just trying to really go out and hit it and then come back down. But it's, um, it's way harder than it looks. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, yeah, and then pretty much people that are just drawing nice lines as well. Is I, I really like the the look of just seamless kind of foiling, nothing too twitchy or just kind of connecting. And it doesn't have to be so critical, you know. It can just be real nice like arcs and then turns and just like that, kind of just like that. Um, yeah, pretty much, yeah, anyone who's really just shredding. It's good to see their point of view, how they approach a wave. Um, go back to your list, man. We're hitting an hour right now. What else? You, what else you got? Yeah. On okay. Cool. Um, get into the winging. Are you winging? A bit of winging, wing foil. Yeah, yeah. Hit been winging for about. Yeah, yeah. Been winging for about four months now. Um. Yeah, that winging's so much fun. It's just like what I really like about it is you don't like it's the same feeling of like towing, but you just can kind of put yourself in the position without, you know. So it's just all, all on you. Um, and just the freedom of it all. Like you can like over the over the holidays, there was a couple of like decent southerlies that came through and um there's a there's a reef just down the road that's really good. So like it's a big kind of rock platform that stops the swell, but that lets the wind in. And um, yeah, it's just like we had a me and this my mate Jason. We had a a really good day of like there's like probably four foot waves, and then the wind was perfect. So you just kind of tack out and then see a set, and then turn around and just like chase the swell down, and then just depower, and then you just like surf it, or foiling the wave. And um, that's what I really like about it is just like the freedom. And once you kind of get to the level of being able to ride the waves, how much, how easy it is, like kind of on your body, you don't have to pump around or you can just go for, you can just foil for way longer compared to like a prone. Um, and then you can, and then also take it out like further into the ocean and ride the bumps and stuff like that. Um, 
And I've also found, because I've been trying to do a bit of downwinding lately. James has been kind of teaching me and showing me a bunch of things. Um, guys just going out on like 50-kilometer downwinders for fun, Oh, stuff like that? Yeah, I know. <laughs> on the reg. Yeah. That's gnarly. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, like I had a, took us out a few sessions and like I might go for like five, ten minutes and he'll just be – pumping around me just waiting for me to get back up and just keep going but um i find that i find the wing is so good because you have the safety of the wing um to learn how to read the bumps and just go as long as i can right on the bumps and then when i feel like i'm like coming down or i'm like out of uh, breath i can just like power back up the wing and just kind of cruise for a bit and then ride the bumps again i feel that's a really good um for me, it's been a really good way to learn how to downwind for sure. And, um, yeah, it's just kind of teaching you these different avenues of foiling. That's epic. I, uh, I'm flirting with the wing right now and it actually looks like tomorrow we're going to have a pretty good wind day. could also be a shore yeah, runner day. So I'd probably opt cool. for a shore runner if, uh, if that lines up, but what, um, what's, what size wing you got? I have the F one five meter right now okay yeah um, i find that's a good all-rounder i use yeah. the five the most what do yeah. you have what do you ride uh i got a four five and a six duo duo how do you find those yeah the uh, the yeah they're the unit so they're they're not the bar they're the, the handles and i okay. find them really good for in the uh, in the surf because it's just like lighter it's a lighter wing and i've used the um the is it the echo Use the echo before, and I find when you're in the surf and you're like depowered and you're just holding the handle, the, the the tail of it like skims on the water, so it gives you more drag. But the uh, the unit I find is just way nicer with all that. It's just way lighter. You can kind of keep it out of your way most of the time, and then yeah, just it packs down way way easier. <laughs> right on. But yeah, they have a they have a lot of they have a lot of power. Um, I haven't really used – I've used a Nash kind of wing. It might have been one of the old ones. But um, I found I found the duos have a lot of um, a lot of like power down low to get up. And then, um, yeah, I think – I don't know. It must be the leading edge that must just give it all that power. And, um, and then I find it really easy to cut into the wind with them as well. So, What kind of board are you riding? Yeah. Are you riding strapped most of the time when you wing? Um, I, I only got, I got strapless at the moment. Okay. I'm riding a, um, I'm riding like a Sun Nova Aviator 6.0. Um, it's one of James's branded boards. Yep. So I use that for down, downwinding as well. So it's kind of an all rounder at the moment. Um, how, how big is that? It's a six foot. Yeah. But by, you don't need meters. Oh, sorry. Um, 96 liters. Okay. Yeah, I've just ordered a actual wing board off Amos, which is five two by eighty three liters. So, yeah, that's I'll be I'll be hopefully, yeah, epic to ride that. Never really tried a wing board. I've been more on the like the the sup, the bigger sup ones. Yeah, the um the but, guy um, I've been going yeah. with, uh, Greg's got this Quattro. 80 liter board carbon it weighs nothing 
I mean, you could prone surf it. I mean, it's, it'd be big to prone surf. It's probably like a 5.0 or something like that. But um, I'm blown away by like how light and maneuverable it would be if uh, yeah. if you were good. I, I'm gonna have to. I'm on like a big old like Nash Hover sup foil right now. Yeah. I'm gonna give that a I don't know another month or so, and then I'm gonna try to figure out yeah. what I'm doing. So if anyone out there wants me to test a wing board, let me know. <laughs> Epic. Shameless yeah, plug. I feel I feel like <laughs> I feel like um like with anything in the like surfing, if you go too small, too short, too early, you're not benefiting from it. So right. it's good to have like a big board and then work your way down. Yeah. Um, but there's I'm just like it doesn't get it gets windy, but it doesn't get real strong winds often here. So it's like I really want to ride a smaller board like a 40, like a 50 liter or what, something like that. But I don't know if it's just like, um, I see it all the time. I'm just like envious of them riding like a pretty, essentially a prone with a wing. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we just, I don't think we get the opportunity often. Everyone's telling me that I'm going to be able to ride like my, you know, prone boards once I get good at the wing. I don't see it yet. Um, I think, yeah, I feel like you need a fair bit of wind. I don't know. Yeah. Obviously a lot would come down to technique in the end. Um, but yeah, I just like the comfort of floating on the water, I guess, being on top of the water and it just mm-hmm. makes it a lot easier to get up. Um, but yeah, like, uh, I, I've been like that session over the holidays. I like, it was like five days of just that wind and that swell. I'd like foil, like wing foil, the, like the reef. And then my house was like two beaches away. So I just like kind of do a little downwind home. So that, that's what, that's so good about it. You can just surf foil and then just like go out into the like part, way past the the brakes and just kind of ride the bumps. That's, so yeah, you get a bit of best of both worlds. That's pretty epic. Yeah. Just time on foil, you know. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's always it's the best. Um, I didn't um, I didn't really ever have that moment where I was like, oh, this is this is going to be awesome, um, until we got some. And and I've only been going out in really light wind because generally if there's wind here, there's waves. And so I surf. And if yeah, it's okay. onshore and hard, I'm I'm doing a shore runner or just, you know, doing drift sessions, stuff like that. But uh we had flat conditions and blowing offshore at like twenty five last week. And I had, I don't know, like a solid mile and a half on foil, just going probably twenty, twenty three miles an hour. I was going fast. And I was like, Okay. Wow. I kinda get it. And maybe it wasn't that fast. It yeah. felt fast. It was like my first good fast flight though. So it felt really fast. So. Yeah. I like it. I like the feeling of when you're really going fast at the wing, you just like kind of crouch and lean over and yeah. it just gives you more power. Yeah. Um, yeah. But um, yeah, I felt, I feel like when you start getting into the like surfing with it, it's so fun. Just the freedom and kind of, yeah, you can just, pick any wave, kind of chase it in, ride it, and then just like go back out and do it again. I might, uh, this is inspiring me. I might, tomorrow morning we're going to have, it's going to be blowing like 15, 17, I think. And it's going to be small. So so maybe I'll yeah. do a long drift. It'll be actually kind of cool because it'll be like side on shore. So I think you'd be able to kind of like wing out on my heel side, which is the only way that I can yeah. pretty much go right now. <laughs> it's just going to get on my toes yeah, a little yeah. bit. But, uh, and then just and basically then, downwind towards the beach and then just do that over and over again. Epic. 
yeah, that'd be a great way to learn for sure, figure it out. Yeah. And just like um, the big, I found a big factor at the start was like the positioning of like your wing when it's depowered. Because mm-hmm. there's so many times it just flip on me, and I'd just be on the wave trying to trying to flip it back over, and just so much fluff. <laughs> um but um right on yeah what else you got on your list we'll wrap this up in um, 10 15 minutes something like that okay cool um pretty much going the full circle back to surfing like the lines drawn back to surfing so at the start of foiling kind of just forgot surfing completely as like wasn't even in my mind or like the way you'd ride the wave on a surfboard compared to foil and now just having like a bit like all that experience and knowledge now I'm getting a lot more inspiration of lines taken of surfing mm-hmm. and like um yeah using that on the foil and it's um yeah I just kind of only realized that a few months ago just like like wow it's actually you can actually draw the same lines essentially but obviously yeah and um yeah it's good just to have that um kind of the knowledge of like seeing the wave from a surface point of view and then like trying to incorporate it with the foil right um like the top the bottom yeah how are those lines different and how are um, they similar um, with, I guess the similarities of, cause on a surfboard more top to bottom. So when I first started falling, I was just kind of going down the line and just, and now it's kind of like get more towards the pocket and ride that kind of energy ball and just keep in that zone. And, um, and then differences is you just have way more, uh, way more speed. And I guess with more speed, I feel like um, you have more time to kind of look at a section and then do what you want, um, like looking down the line, kind of like set the sections kind of like peaking up. You can kind of either like highline it past or kind of go to the flats and then kind of go out and lose that speed and then come in and hit like get in the pocket again. Um, yeah. And then, I'm, like the the full, the, yeah, you go. Oh, I was gonna say I've been thinking about this a lot lately too. It seems like we're kind of in the same like space here in terms of what we're thinking about surfing. And as I'm starting to attack the lip more, like spending more time and and getting more vertical into sections, it's an interesting thing because where on a surfboard you would be attacking the lip and either hitting the lip or letting your fins go above the lip, on a foil because of where your wingtip is your turns, at least for me anyways, my turns, if they're on the open face of the wave, they have to be placed low enough to where I'm not going to get catastrophic uh, breach of my wingtip on the yeah. lip. So when I when I break down, like I'll be turning kind of under the lip, the lip will almost be pitching. I'll be like right under the lip instead of like right at the lip. I don't know if you're feeling yeah, the that, same yeah. thing there. Yeah, same. Definitely with connection turns, I feel yeah. that. Like when I'm pumping back out and connecting – when the wave's kind of breaking, I'll kind of do like a, a, a hook turn kind of under it. Right. And then come out. But on a surfboard, you'd just be wanting to smash that lip. Right. Oh. Um, go ahead. You were you had something you were going to go into there. 
Yeah. Um, yeah, with the, like, yeah, exactly what you say with the uh, the wingtips. You got to be kind of. It's not as erratic with the like a surfboard. Got to be a bit more graceful with where your your placement and your positioning is. Right. On a surfboard, if you miss it, you go too high, you can just lose the board. You know, like just throw the board out the back, and it's not gonna. There's nothing wrong with it. Um, yeah. On a foil, your margin for error is much smaller. I find. For sure, you gotta either be committed or you're gonna end up on the foil. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, right on. Is there anything else that you want to touch on, or? Uh... Um, it's kind of it, I guess. More, I feel like um, it's all just kind of the, the beginning. Like the last year has been such a big thing for foil design and efficiency i'm interested to see what happens in the next few years yeah it's it's been unreal the compromise is uh is becoming much smaller in pumping and turning and it's it's epic yeah think about just from my first yeah just from like the first wing i rode when i first started to the one I'm riding now within a year, it's just like, what the hell's next? Right. Like, it's crazy. What's, yeah. I'm still kind of blown away um, that you've only been doing this for 11 months. That kind of hurts a little I, bit. Full, <laughs> cheers. <laughs> had full tunnel vision though. <laughs> I only just started riding a surfboard again at the start of it, like the first day of the year. How'd that go? Um, um, it was the first two surfs are a bit, they were pretty rubbish. And then once I kind of realized I should stand on my tail a bit further back, it kind of just started to like click again. And um, it's so nice having both now just because like um, not, not always it's good for foiling. And um, you can just kind of – it's nice having the, the – like on, a, on a, a surfboard, it's so nice having that squirt on your bottom turn and that like – that real that mark and um yeah it, they definitely complement each other yeah in the end I, I feel like you can kind of take a bit of both and put them together and just yeah so that's nah, it's great because i wasn't i was not surfing for like like nine ten months and then i like i'd have like i would uh, i wouldn't have like a consecutive session on a surfboard so I'd like ride a surfboard and be like, this is crap. I just don't want to ride one. Like a five foot four board would feel like an eight foot gun for me. I'd like, this is crazy. Um, but once I did like two or three sessions, you kind of, it kind of um, clicks in your, your head again. Like, yeah. So it's, um, yeah. And just um, also back on like on a surfboard, I feel like because on a, on a four you have that, um, like fourth dimension or the altitude of the foil. And that's like something you don't have to worry about on a surfboard. So it's just kind of like toe and heel and back in uh, back foot, front foot. I feel like it definitely, definitely will improve your surfing for sure. I, I agree. Once you dial it back, once you get it back in, um, yeah. get in sync with it. It also makes you feel fearless, like sections that you for might sure. not attack. It's like uh, there's no mass, there's no there's no wing tip. Um, yeah, 
So you kind of go a little bit harder. At least I found. I, I dove back into surfing for sure for, like for a sure. month to just surf. Yeah, um, that was pretty rad. Yeah, you can kind of yeah. Well, yeah, and especially on a surfboard, everything's a bit more it's slower. So I feel like coming back from foiling to a surfboard, your brain like sees things like processes it faster. Mm-hmm. So when you're on a surfboard, you kind of just kind of see you can kind of read it a bit better, I, I think, and have a bit more yeah time to like, like is I don't know if it's time or yeah yeah it's like you just see it and you're like yeah I'm gonna hit that section. And it's a bit more on point, I guess. Everything's a bit more, yeah. The reflexes are faster. Yeah. I, I agree yeah. with that. Um, we'll end with this one, Zane. Um, Sky Rama just wrote, and I was talking to him earlier. I said you were coming on the show. So asked if, if he had any questions for you. And Sky wanted to know what your favorite foil wave, foil destination is. <laughs> um, in the world? That's a real, that's a tricky one. Open-ended, wherever you want it to be. Um, or talk about your favorite type of foil conditions. Um, probably, I'll say what I've, like my favorite wave would be. It's uh, a reef down, it's like a section of reef. We usually tow it a fair bit. and um, But I really like just proning it because you take off near the rock and then in like an east swell it has all these sections of like reefs out the like uh back and then it like really uh refracts the the wave so they start bending and like kind of the waves start crossing over and yeah it's, it's crazy you can just you, you take off and you just pump you just like ride the wave and then it'll just start wedging and then you hit that and then you start coming back to the rocks and then another wave will come that way and you'll end up essentially where you took off so you're just doing circles oh it's rad and um yeah the energy that it has is crazy and um yeah and only like for proning like one to three foot is perfect there and it's like yeah is, um is, i think is that the wave that pb calls the gathering yeah that's the one yeah james talked about that um, too yeah we've had us me uh me and tom carroll have had some real good sessions out there just yeah, um, but I was actually looking at the report this morning. It could be good today, so hopefully I might go down there and check it. Um, Sick. So like perfect. Yeah, yeah. You don't want too much too much wind there because it's like pretty open to the weather. Um, but yeah, it's sick foil zone. Crazy. You wouldn't. You couldn't. You like. There's no no surfers around because it's just unsurfable. That's perfect. It's like a, it's a yeah full foil park there, and um yeah in every every direction it we are swell direction it just changes so it can just be like a point break essentially, or with like a bit more east or north and it just starts doing that 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 gathering. Right on. All right, Zane. Well, I really appreciate you coming on the show, man. Um, yeah, thanks for having me. That's been rad. What do you want to What do you want to leave folks with? What's your Instagram parting words? How do people find you, support you, any of that good stuff? Uh, my Instagram name's just Zane Westwood, um, and then I guess just keep frothing. More people in the sport, the better. I reckon keep the froth high, and then also just yeah, kind of respect the lineups. If there's 
a lot of surfers out, kind of just stay clear. They don't really want a bad name for the sport yet. So, yeah. Epic. Well, thank you, Zane. Yeah, thanks so much for having me, Eric.